Hey there, welcome back to another episode of the Online Marketing Made Easy Podcast. I'm your host, Amy Porterfield, and I'm so happy you're here today. If you are a longtime listener to the podcast, then over the last six months, you might have noticed I've been mixing things up a bit. For years and years on this podcast, I was 100% focused on online marketing strategies only. So the step-by-step specifics of how to build an email list, how to use social media to do so, how to create a digital course, how to launch a digital course with webinars, and then everything in between. All strategy, all business, all pretty heavy in terms of the step-by-step details. Now, I'm not moving away from the strategies in the step-by-step. I definitely love to teach you specific tactics that you can use in your business to grow and make more revenue. So I'm not moving away from that at all, but I am going to include, and I have been, some more conversations around the mind game when it comes to building a business and being an online entrepreneur. And I'm also starting to share more and more of what it looks like behind the scenes of my business. So I've made this shift because you've asked for it. You share with me how you struggle with the fears and the confusion of building an online business and putting yourself out there and going live on video. Like I know there's a lot of mind games that happen with all of that. So you shared that with me and you've also shared with me that you love when I take you behind the scenes and I introduce you to my family, Hobie, and of course, Scout makes an appearance on a lot of my podcasts because he likes to bark. And then I haven't talked a lot about Cade, my son, my stepson, that I'll probably do so more so in the new year, but you also like to come behind the scenes with me, at least this is what many of you shared, and you want to know how I built this and what it looks like and what it looked like in the early years and how I've grown my team and what I'm doing now and what are my plans for the future and all that stuff in between as well. So you want the mindset, you want the behind the scenes, but you still want the step-by-step strategies, which you tell me you can't really find in many places with podcasts. Like there's not a lot of people that will say, okay, here's how to run a pre-launch strategy, or here's how to write the three emails before your webinar, whatever it might be. So I'm going to give it all to you and I'm going to continue to mix things up and hopefully you'll feel inspired and excited and you will take action. So when I do give you the step-by-step episodes, I hope you download the freebies and you actually do the work because you've got to stay in action. You've got to continue that momentum. So today, speaking of mixing things up, I'm sharing some behind the scenes details with you. Specifically, I'm going to share with you a few of my yearly goals that I set for myself and for my business just to give you a sense of where I'm going in my business, where my head is right now with everything that we're working on. And I want to invite you into my personal world as well. So I've set about 10 goals for myself for the new year. And in this episode, I'm going to be sharing four of them with you. I'm going to be sharing one impossible goal, one business-specific goal, one health-related goal, and one personal goal. So I'm going to give you a little bit from all the different areas of my life. 
And then I'm going to share with you three things that I'm going to do this year that are going to ensure that I reach my goals. So you might want to steal these from me. They are super simple. Well, one's a little bit scary, but two of them are super simple, but they just it just means I have to show up consistently with these ways I'm going to set these goals and make sure that they happen. So I'll get to those at the very end. My hope is that at the end of this episode, I inspire you to look back at your goals, make sure that you've got the right ones in place and that you really lock them in. And just a side note, at the time of this recording, yes, we're just in the beginning of the new year, but no matter when you're listening to this, maybe it's months and months after I've recorded it and gone live with it, still keep listening. This episode has found you at just the right time when you need it. You can set new goals for yourself at any time throughout the year. January 1 or March 15th, or I don't know, June 18th, whatever you want to do. So don't wait till the new year next year. You're just wasting time. So no matter when you listen to this, I hope that you'll take action. That is my intention and my hope. When you run an online business, your marketing metrics will tell you what in your business is profitable and where you're throwing money away. Yikes. That's pretty important, right? Luckily, I've put together the Ultimate Marketing Metrics Checklist, which is a free resource that will guide you through tracking and analyzing the most crucial metrics for your business. And let me tell you, I'm gonna keep it simple but effective. From evergreen data and revenue generation to podcast metrics and social media growth, this cheat sheet will cover it all. It's the exact one my team and I use to track our metrics on a weekly, monthly, quarterly, and annual basis. Let me be honest here. This wasn't an overnight process win for me. It took me 10 years to build this comprehensive list and get it just right. But you, my friend, can start using it today, tailoring it to suit your business-specific needs, but not having to start from scratch like I did. Whether you're a seasoned marketer or just getting started, this cheat sheet will help you make informed decisions as you grow your business and empower you to move forward confidently. So go to amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics to get your hands on the ultimate marketing metrics cheat sheet now. That's amyporterfield.com forward slash metrics. Okay, so first up, my impossible goal. Now, before I tell you what it is, I think I better explain what the heck an impossible goal is all about. As you all know, I am in Brooke Castillo's Scholars Program. And so for any of you who are also in Scholars, then you already know what the impossible goal is all about. So for those of you that are not in Scholars, let me just tell you about it so you kind of get a good sense. A while back, I talked about an episode Brooke had done on her own podcast called Obstacle Thinking. And this episode she did was all about the fact that we set goals and then our mind goes crazy. I think it's crazy in in a way that your mind comes up with all these different ways that you are never going to reach that goal. So I set a goal for myself and then my mind's like, you can't do that. You've never done anything close to that goal. Or what about all the hustle it's going to take? It's going to take you away from Hobie and away from your family. And it's going to be long hours and you're going to hate it. And then you're going to push yourself, blah, 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 blah. Like your mind goes crazy the minute you set a really big goal. And so in Brooke's episode, she was talking about how to deal with obstacle thinking and what to do instead. So I told you guys about that episode a while ago. I found it really fascinating because I have consistently shied away from setting super scary goals in my life because 
to be quite honest, I didn't want to feel uncomfortable or let down or worse, disappointed in myself when I didn't hit the goal. You know, I work with a life coach, Corinne, and I was telling her the other day, I hate the idea of setting big, scary goals because they just make me feel bad. Like I don't reach them and then I'm a failure. And she's like, whoa, this is so perfect. We've, <laughs> you need to set big, scary goals because you've got to work on your fear of failure and not meeting them. So this concept of an impossible goal takes things up a notch from the episode I told you about this obstacle thinking. It takes it like a million times further because this approach is you're setting a goal that you believe is impossible but you're looking at this goal in a totally different way than you might have looked at any goals you've set before. So by telling myself this is an impossible goal, I'm automatically eliminating my brain's ability to scale back to being comfortable or safe. So when I say, okay, I set this goal for myself, but it's impossible, right away my brain's like, oh, I'm going to tell you all the reasons why you can't do it. And I'm like, oh, it's okay. I already know it's impossible. You don't even need to waste your time. I get it. So my brain is not working on overdrive trying to tell me all the reasons why I can't do it. And so I'm approaching it in a different way. So you might be thinking right now, why would you set a goal that you believe is impossible? Like why even bother if you think you can't even reach it? And that's the exact question that I asked my coach, Corinne. I told her, I said, look, I I don't even see the point of this and I already feel uncomfortable about it. Like I kind of got mad. Like what, what are we doing this for? And she said that I need to show myself what I'm made of, what I'm capable of, and that there's power in epic failures. So the learning along the way is what is priceless. When you go for a goal that seems huge or out of reach, here's the thing. You have to show up differently. You have to be a different person than you are right now, the person that sets really attainable goals. You have to think differently. You have to up-level in so many aspects of your life in order to go after a goal that you believe is impossible, but you're still going to go after it like, okay, I'm going to get it. It's impossible, but one day it might be possible. So I'm going after it. That's a very different person that's going after that goal than going after goals that I've set for myself in the past that were very safe. So the way it's explained in Scholars is that it says, um, we are encouraged to fail for the sake of learning how to fail and learning from the failure. Okay, so I read this and I was like, oh hell, like I hate this and I need it so bad. Like I need to learn how to fail and be okay with it. And so when I read that, I thought, all right, I'm in. Because then I read a little bit more and it said, if you limit yourself to what you already do well, your world becomes small. And then it like hit me like, ah, because you all know, I just recently did a podcast episode about the fact that we are all going to play a bigger game, that you are a big deal. I am a big deal. We're playing a bigger game. So when I read, if you limit yourself to what you already do well, your world becomes small. I was like, uh, I cannot have anything to do with that. 
I've got to walk the talk if I'm teaching my students to play a bigger game. So then I, at that point, I was like, I'm in, fine, I'll do it. I'll do this impossible goal. Like as much as I don't want to, I'll do it. So here I am talking to you now, telling you I have set an impossible goal. And I now believe that my openness to fail will lead me to great things. I have adopted that. I believe it. It is becoming part of how I think. So here I am. All right. So do you want to hear my impossible goal? My impossible goal is that I want to hit $10 million in my business by the end of this year. So by the last day of 2019, I want to hit $10 million in revenue. And I want, here's the caveat with that. I want to do it primarily by selling my digital courses and not adding a bunch of new courses or new products or crazy new initiatives to make it happen. So $10 million with simplicity and ease. I'm not going to hustle my butt off to make that happen in a way that it depletes me or my health or time away from my family. So I got to do it in the way that feels right to me. $10 million by the end of 2019. Now, let me back up and tell you why this feels impossible right now. This is the part of me kind of letting you in on a little something I haven't really talked about lately. So first of all, that goal is almost double what we did in 2018. We did a little over $5 million in 2018, which is actually less than we had done the year before that and the year before that. So why do we go backwards? Well, something that I haven't yet talked about and that I briefly want to just touch on here is that in 2018, my business partner and I decided to part ways. So some of you know this, some of you don't, but I've had a business partner for about four years and he was more of a silent partner because he worked in the back end of my business, but he was a huge part of our growth and the strategies that we did with launching both Evergreen and live launches. But along the way, we changed, people changed, and we agreed that it was time to go our separate ways. Now, the process of doing so took almost a year. And what I loved is that we both were really respectful and we honored each other's place in this whole situation throughout the process. We truly did. Now, that does not mean, if I'm just speaking for myself, that it wasn't incredibly scary for me. And very awkward at times and just emotionally draining, just going through something where when you separate from a partner, especially a friend, like there's a lot of stuff there. And so we worked through it and we communicated and we got to a place that we came to an agreement and we ended our partnership. So this was in 2018. And so because of that, it kind of stalled things a little bit because we we had to work on the partnership and what we were going to do. And so telling you that I want to double the business in 2019 feels impossible because things feel new to me. They feel different now that, again, I'm on my own with my business and I'm excited and I feel like it's just like this great new opportunity, but I don't know what I'm capable of. So when I say 10 million, oh, So to be quite honest, we already mapped out how we're going to hit 7 million. That's doable to me. Like I can very well feel confident and we will hit $7 million for the year in the business. But 10 million, uh, we're going to need a little bit of magic dust for that one. So we shall see. 
Now, what's interesting about this idea of setting an impossible goal is that you don't just set the goal, but every quarter you have to write out 25 what she calls epic fails that you'll commit to doing every quarter. So they're action items, 25 that you're committed to doing, but you're well aware that you're likely going to fail on each and every one of them. So this felt really weird to me when Corinne, Corinne's the one who encouraged me to do this. And I'm like, okay, now you're getting loony because I don't want to set 25 goals where I'm going to totally fail. She just kind of laughed and she said, it's painful. You're not going to love it, but you're going to do it. We are online marketers, which means we have unique needs. And there are so many options out there for paid media. Sometimes it's hard to figure out where should you go to reach your ideal audience. But here's the thing. Have you thought about LinkedIn ads? LinkedIn ads empowers marketers with solutions for you and your customers, and it allows you to build the right relationships and drive results and reach your customers with meaningful content. You do not want to sleep on LinkedIn ads. And here's the thing, 79% of content marketers said LinkedIn produces the best results for paid media. I hear it from so many of my peers. And I know you're doing important work. And with that, you want to make sure that the work you're doing is getting in front of the right people. And that's what LinkedIn ads will allow you to do. So let your marketing efforts connect with the right audience and get a $100 credit on your next campaign. So if you go to linkedin.com slash Amy, you can get that $100 credit. So that's linkedin.com slash Amy. Terms and conditions apply. I know you're focused on marketing and selling your digital products, but I know many of you also have physical products, and I want to talk about Shopify. (coughs) Shopify is a user-friendly commerce platform that helps you, my dear online entrepreneur, build an online store and make more sales at any stage of your business. They're the force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, Brooklinen, and millions of other businesses at every size. Let me tell you why Shopify is an online entrepreneur's dream platform. It's because it helps turn your browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout experience. In fact, it converts 36% better compared to other leading e-commerce platforms. Yeah, loving that. And I don't know about you, but as an online entrepreneur, my customer's experience, especially when it comes to checking out, is so important. Plus, not only do they support your customers, they support you as the entrepreneur. Shopify's award-winning help desk is there to support your success through every question and every step of the way. There's a reason Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S., because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash made easy, all lowercase. So go to shopify.com slash made easy now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. That's shopify.com slash made easy. So these epic fails are all the things that I'm willing to do because I want to do whatever it takes to make my goal happen. 
And so whatever it takes does not mean, though, and in scholars you learn this, it doesn't mean more hours or burning yourself out or anything like that. It just means you're willing to get uncomfortable and take actions that you normally would never take because you automatically would think uh, that is not going to work. So you just don't do them. So if I'm going to fail, I might as well make it worthy. So that's what this is all about. And with each failure, I'm learning and expanding my mind around what's capable or what I'm capable of and thinking bigger and attempting the impossible. Now, you could see how this is all going to push me way outside of my comfort zone, right? And if you listen to my podcast, you know I've said many times that for the last few years, I've been really comfortable. We've been making great money with our digital courses. I feel like I've done some great work and had great success stories, but I was literally doing the things I knew I did well, so I was playing a smaller game. So I've got to get uncomfortable. And I also told you guys a few episodes back that when I was building my business, I was uncomfortable every single day because I... I didn't know if I could build a business. That felt impossible at the time. Like having what I have today, this is why I think this whole idea of the impossible goal is like magic because I could have very well 10 years ago set a goal that was my impossible goal that I'd say I hit $5 million in one year in a digital course business, meaning 90% of my revenue comes from digital courses. If I set that goal 10 years ago, I'd say that is an impossible goal. I'm not hitting $5 million in a year selling digital courses. 10 years ago, that was an impossible goal. So you never know what you're capable of, right? So that's why I was willing to do this. So I've written down my first 25 epic failures. And so at the end of the year, I'll have 100 epic failures that I'm willing to fail in order to push myself. And one of them, uh, I can't even believe I'm saying this out loud, is to pitch myself or have someone on my team help me with this to the Today Show. So I can have Savannah and Hoda interview me about being an online entrepreneur and creating digital courses and how other people can build online businesses, creating digital courses based on their skill set and knowledge. And the reason why I'm going to do that, and that's an epic fail, like they are not going to say yes to this. However, I want to do it because if I expand my reach and get my message out in a way bigger way, I believe I could change more lives. I believe I can help more people create a business that they absolutely love. So my heart is in the right place. I'm doing it for the right reason. I know that. And so if I fail, I mean, so what? And the thing is, I'm willing to get a no from Hoda and Savannah a few times until they say yes. So that's one of my 25 epic failures of quarter one. I'll keep you updated. I'll let you know how it goes. So that's my impossible goal. And that one I took a lot longer to explain because I needed to explain what an impossible goal is. Everyone who's in Scholars knows it and hopefully did it. If you're interested in Scholars, I will link to it in the show notes. It's an awesome program for sure. Okay, so I'm going to quickly go through my other ones just so you kind of get a a glimpse of where my head is, where I'm going, and then I'm going to encourage you to do the same. You know there's an action item coming, right? 
So goal number two is my business goal. So yeah, the first impossible goal was related to business, but it was like on a whole other playing field. So this one is truly going to happen. This does not feel impossible. My business goal, one of my business goals is to create a group coaching program in the middle of 2019. And it's going to be for my more advanced students, students that have been creating a course. They've probably launched maybe one time or more. They've gotten some results, but they want to up level. And so, yeah, we might have some people that have just launched maybe once or twice. Other people have launched six, seven, eight times, but everyone in the group coaching program are creating digital courses launching them with webinars, both live and evergreen. There will be definitely a big focus on evergreen because when you're scaling your business, that's where you're going. And we're just going to talk about playing a bigger game and what it looks like to have a business that you're scaling. So many of my courses cater to people that are just getting started. But this time I want to work with people that have been at it for a bit and they're ready to really dig in with me. So there's a huge component of me being present and talking about bigger things and getting into some bigger strategies and talking about more advanced things that we've never talked about before, but also making sure that my students are being accountable to getting their courses done and launching and getting the work done. So there's going to be a huge accountability part of it, and it's going to feel very personal and more intimate. And You have to, at this point, unless this changes, I'll keep you updated. Right now, the decision we made is you have to be a member of either Courses That Convert, Webinars That Convert, or better yet, Digital Course Academy. So you have to be actually in one of my courses so we're all speaking the same language because it would be really hard for me to coach somebody in a small group coaching program if you have no idea my philosophy or how I teach. So that's going to be a prerequisite. So the goal is 140 founding members the first time I open it up in the middle of 2019. 140 founding members is my goal. I think we can do it. I think it's going to be pretty epic. And my students have been asking me for a mastermind for a long time. And although I'm not ready to do an in-person mastermind, it doesn't fit my business model or personality really the way I want it to just yet. I might change my mind down the road. But this small group coaching program, it feels like a mastermind in the sense that it's really going to be intimate and personal and we're going to really get into it. So that's the first time I really talked about it in that way. Some details might change a little bit. If you want to know if you're right for it, if you've been waiting for me to do something else beyond courses, I'll get really clear on who's right for it when I launch it. So you'll be very, very certain if this is the thing you want to jump into or not. So I just got to work on my marketing message and and make sure that I attract the right people so that we have the right group. But it's going to be exciting. So now moving into goal number three, a health-related goal. You all know I've been on this weight loss journey. And my health-related goal is I want to hit my ideal weight you know, everyone has an ideal weight, a number in their head. I want to hit it by September 30th, 2019. Now I want to talk about this goal because when I did the math and I got that date, I was like, heck no, like that is way too long. No way. Now I shared already that I want to lose a total of a hundred pounds and I've already lost a little over 60 at the time of this recording. So I've got about 40 to go. And so that will be one pound a week. So on September 30th, roughly, give or take a little one pound a week. And 
When I did the math, I thought, I don't want to wait till September 30th. I've been doing this since the very end of March, early April of 2018. So I'm like, oh, this is taking way too long. So of course I told my coach, like, I don't love this date, but I also don't want to pressure myself into losing it faster because this is my life now. Like I have no intention of ever gaining this back. So I know slow is better, but I said, I just want to be done. And what I told my coach was, I said, I already feel like somebody who's at their ideal weight. I've done so much work on this and 60 pounds is a lot of weight to lose. And I feel like I'm already there. And so I just want the weight to catch up. And she said, why don't you just continue to, to be the person that's already there? So the way you think, the way you talk, the way you act, the way you eat, the way you exercise, you're already someone that is at their ideal weight. You just stay there in your mind and let the weight catch up to you. It doesn't matter if the scale is slow, as long as you are living as the person you want to live as like, I'm being that person that is at their ideal weight. I was like, oh gosh, she's always blowing my mind and kind of like 10 steps ahead of me. So I have to process it for a while, but I agree. So I don't want to rush this. I want to do it the right way. I don't want to be discouraged when I get on the scale and it's not going fast enough because then um, because it's my weight and my health, I don't want to do anything drastic. So that's why I didn't set an impossible goal around this. I wanted it to be very realistic. So that there you go. September 30th, 2019, I will be at my ideal weight. And then the final one, ugh, I'm embarrassed to say this one. I am genuinely embarrassed to talk about it because it's going to sound a little weird to some of you, but you know, I promised you I'd share this stuff. So my fourth and final goal I wanted to share with you is a personal growth goal. And I have been talking about this like to Hobie for a long time now, and I haven't done anything with it. I am often approached about my voice. Not right now. I have a cold and I've stopped like a hundred times to cough in this episode that we're going to edit it out. But my normal voice, when it doesn't sound so manly, I get approached all the time that people really like my voice. And I've even been asked to audition for a few things like commercials and such with my voice. And so I started to kind of explore the world of voiceover work because one of my star students, Carrie Olson, she is a voiceover expert took my course, learned how to put her expertise into a course, and she launched it with great success. She's still making money with her digital courses that she created years ago. And now she started a membership site. And basically, she's had huge success as a voiceover expert. And I mean, big, big, big names have signed her. I don't know if it's called voiceover expert, voiceover talent. And so she's, she's landed big gigs is what I'm trying to say. And so because she's had great success really quickly, she teaches other people now how to do it. So you guys know my my motto, I want to just get laser-focused training when I can. And so I am going to hire her to be my personal coach. And my goal is to get seven paid voiceover gigs in 2019. Now, I'm not doing it for the money, and I'm not doing it as a career, as you guys know, like I'm not switching jobs or anything. I'm doing it to try something different, to push myself out of my comfort zone, to do something a little bit scary, and to kind of mix things up and, and get that 
different side of my creative brain going. Like this is going to be way different for me. My biggest fear is that with voiceover work, I feel like you have to have some talent in acting and I have zero. And I, you know how some people can do like impressions, voice impressions. I can do zero. So like, I don't have that skill at all, but I told Carrie this and she's like, we can work on this. Like we can work on it. So seven paid gigs in 2019 and only seven because I don't know if I'm even going to like it. And I sure as heck don't want it to take away from my core work, my business that I love. So I'm going to ease into it slowly, but seven's a lot. I mean, I've had zero. Zero people have paid me to do voiceover work. So we'll see how it goes, but I think it might be kind of fun. And I've got the equipment here, so why not, right? So I'll keep you updated. That one feels kind of silly and kind of weird to share, and I've never said it out loud, but there you go. And that leads me to the three things I'm going to do to stick to these goals. And the first one is that I made them public and that feels very, very awkward to me. And at the same time, very powerful and freeing. And that is the first thing I'm going to encourage you to do. So whether you've set your goals already or not, no matter what time of year it is, first of all, set those goals consider an impossible goal, if you will, but whether you do or not set the goals And then I want you to share them more publicly than you ever have before. Now, that might mean that you just share them with 10 of your friends that you've never shared your goals with before and encourage them to keep you accountable and check in with you. But you could go the extra mile and jump on a Facebook Live and share some of them with your audience like I'm doing with you now. It takes us to a whole other level. Like, you know, some personal stuff about me right now. And when you see me at a live event this year, or maybe when we connect on a Facebook live, you might even ask, how are you doing with that goal? That's going to kick me in the butt if I've done nothing with the voiceover work, right? Like there is no way in hell that I'm getting to the end of 2019 and not doing my voiceover coaching because I can't tell all of you I did nothing with it because Truth be told, in 2018, my goal was to do something with it, and I did zilch. So that's not going to happen again. So putting it out there publicly makes a huge difference. Start with a few people, if you will, but if you want to, just get on Facebook Live or post it on Instagram or something, but encourage people to keep you accountable. And I am encouraging all of you to do so as well. So if you see me, first give me a big hug and then maybe ask about one of my goals. Deal? And then I'll ask about one of your goals. So we'll keep each other accountable. So that's the first thing that I'm doing to make sure that I lock these in. And that's my encouragement to you as well. The second thing I'm going to do is quarterly check-ins. So You know how I told you I created those 25 epic fails, which are action items I'm going to take to move toward the impossible goal? Well, I need to do 25 each quarter. So right away, I've got to check in each quarter, see how I did with the 25, and I'm going to do that with my coach, so she's going to keep me accountable with those, and then I'm going to create 25 more, so I have 100 by the end of the year. I'm also going to check in on my other goals. The other goals are just as important to me. That impossible goal is one thing. Like I said, I have 10 of them. So I'm going to check in every quarter and I'm putting it on my calendar so that I literally take an afternoon to check in. Maybe I'll do it on a Saturday when Hobie's at the fire station and Cade's not here. So I've got some private time, quiet time and just check in and kind of reevaluate. So do that every quarter, like go put it in your calendar right now. So right when the quarter's ending, like maybe days before it ends, I would do it then. So let's all put that in our calendar. I've already done so. The last thing is my favorite. 
Let me tell you a quick story, then we'll wrap up. I was on a walk with my dog, Scout, and I was listening to a podcast episode, and I happened to hear my coach, Corinne, talk about hitting a major goal in her business, like big time goal. She had won an award for hitting a revenue milestone that was higher than everybody else in a group she was in. And it was incredible. And the year before, she wasn't anywhere close to hitting it. So it was a big leap. And so I texted her and I'm like, congrats. Like, how do you think you did that? Like, this is so awesome. And she said, well, I wrote down the goal every single day in 2018 till I hit it. Every single day. And she hit the goal. And she really does believe that putting it in front of her and making it so every single day was a huge factor in her hitting that goal. And then I went on that girls weekend. Remember when I went with Rachel Hollis and Jenna Kutcher to Blackberry Farm in Tennessee? And I went on this girls weekend and Rachel showed us her new journals that she had and they hadn't even been out yet. Like we got the hot off the press. And I looked and in this journal that Rachel created, there's a place for every day to write down all your goals. I've never done anything like that before. And Rachel said she's done it for a while now. And the girl is a powerhouse. Like if she's doing it, I'm doing it. I believe in her, her consistency and her strategies and how she approaches things, especially with goal setting. So I'm like, well, I'll do it then. So after Corinne told me she did it and then Rachel created a journal where she did it, I'm like, game on. So that's the last tip I want to give you. I want to share with you. I'm doing that every day, guys. I've got my journal. I've got my Hollis journal. Every day I'm writing down my goals every single day, all of them. And then I'm also doing some journaling around them and working with my coach on them and all that good stuff. But the writing down is the one consistent thing that's happening every single day. And I'm not really big into journaling. So it's kind of a lot of mental work like, uh, here I go again, but I'm doing it. So I encourage you to do that as well. Um, at the time of this recording, if you catch it live, we're going to do something fun on social media where we're giving away a few of Rachel's journals. So if you want to win one, come on over to my Instagram. I'm at Amy Porterfield on Instagram. So we're going to do some giveaways, which will be fun. But even if you don't get a journal, you definitely can get a notebook and write those down every day, right? I mean, this is doable and I think it's powerful. So I dare you just do it to see what happens. You never know. It just might change your life. Here's the thing. I'm sure over the course of the day or over the week, you do so many things for other people, for your students or your clients or your family, your friends, and you rarely sit down and do something just for you. You are building an online business. You are making big things happen. You have to set some goals. And a few of those better scare you or you are playing small, just like I was. So I really hope that you are inspired right now and excited to set some really scary goals and just like me, not be afraid to fail this year. Now, to be quite honest, I am afraid to fail, but I'm going to accept that. Like I am embracing failure this year. That is a huge, huge part of my learning process. And I hope that you consider adopting that as well, because I really do believe it will make us better in our lives and our business. So many learnings can come from it. 
Okay, guys, next week's episode is going to be a lot of fun. We posted on social media asking for your burning questions around building a business and list building and course creation and webinars and all the stuff in between. And you asked some really good questions. Well, in next week's episode, I'm answering a bunch of them. So it's going to be a fun one. I hope to see you there. Until then, make it a great week. Bye for now.